0: In the name of God the Creator, Jesus the Christ, in God's holy presence, woven through all creation. Amen. Amen. I have a hunch about Jesus. I think he would have made a wonderful father. A great daddy. He had a remarkable capacity for empathy. One of those skills that children need most from the big people in their lives. He understood people. He knew how to respond to them in highly personal ways when he dealt with them. He knew when it was time to be quiet and when it was time to make a fuss. When it was time to turn over tables and run people out of church. When it was time to call religious leaders snakes because they were taking advantage of the people they were supposed to serve and he knew when it was time to put his arm around someone and offer them soft and gentle encouragement to hear what they needed to hear but were having so much difficulty letting in. Often he responded to a question behind a question he had been asked. Sometimes it was a friendly question, someone curious and wanting to know more. Other times it was someone trying to trick him or get him into trouble, but he had this uncanny knack of sort of understanding where they were coming from, so to speak, and respond to them in ways that were helpful. He did not relate to the well-educated religious elite the same way he did the poor, outcast, and sick, but he related to all of these people, regardless of their station in life, regardless of their literacy level as people of dignity and worth, and treated them all with respect. The Gospel reading for today gives us a good picture of Jesus' empathy as he puts his arms around the disciples in a tender way to teach them something they've heard before but still don't understand. As you heard when Becky read, Jesus and the disciples were walking down the road in Galilee, As they walk along, Jesus teaches the disciples something profound. Something that was probably over their head at this point in their ministry with him. He talks with them about the cost of discipleship. The cost of discipleship in two ways. He warns them, first of all, things are going to get hard and things are going to get scary around here. My enemies are growing in number and they are growing in energy. And they're likely to kill me soon. And you need to know they might just come after you as well. But even if they don't come after you, and even if their coming after me is delayed, you need to understand what it means to be a disciple. You need to understand that being a disciple is about being a servant, about helping others. About having as much concern for other people as you have for your own well being. As they walk along, Jesus hears some of the disciples talking about which one of them is likely to be the greatest disciple, the one who will be the greatest and closest to Jesus when he becomes a celebrity king. Now, can you imagine a greater contrast? At the time Jesus is talking to them about how important it is to make yourself last, they are debating about what it takes to make yourself first. If Jesus had lost his cool at this point, we would probably understand why. But instead, we see his wisdom and his empathy at work. He put this stunning discrepancy to great use. He asked them, what were you talking about back there on the road? Well, he heard them. He knew what they had been talking about. But he also knew it was important for them to come clean, for them to be able to admit aloud to him and to one another what they were debating. He knew. They knew he knew. And he knew they knew he knew. He also understood that scolding them about being so out of touch would not help at all. So he says to them, let me show you something. Are you willing to listen? Would you like to learn something really important? Then he picks up a child and puts the child in his lap. Then he says to the disciples, look, this is what a good disciple is like. If you want to excel as a disciple, look to this child as your role model. His comment about being like a child must have caught them completely off guard. In his day, children were nobodies. They were not given much thought. They had no social standing whatsoever. Outside their own family, they were sort of ignored or at least seen as a nuisance. Why would Jesus tell the disciples they should be like children, those with no standing at all? These disciples were peasants. They knew that there was a limit to how upwardly mobile they could be because of the caste system into which they had been born. But the last thing they wanted to hear was how they could go about moving down. And to be like a child meant to move down. So when Jesus tells the disciples they should notice children, that they should even be like children, he's telling them that status and standing are not important. You know that argument you were having back there about being the greatest disciple? I think that happened because you don't really understand what it means to be a disciple. If you're going to look to me for guidance and follow me, You have to understand that status is not important. In fact, seeking status is a trap. When you put yourself in a category, when you put other people in categories, you have wandered off into some other set of values that is totally foreign to me. So urging the disciples to be like a child meant quit, for status. But children were good role models for discipleship in other ways as well. Unlike the disciples and many other adults, children have minds that are wide open. They are eager to explore, to understand, to learn new things. They are not burdened by rigid adult thinking. Their attitude toward other people is innocent and inclusive. Their view of how life works is not contaminated by the rigid ideas you and I have acquired along the way. They have fresh eyes and open minds. Their world is full of wonder and mystery. Compared to children, adults often lose sight of wonder and mystery. We live in a world that has to add up that must make sense to us. We live in a world where things that really matter can be weighed, measured, seen, and calculated. A real world of tangible things. Thank goodness we have people who focus on tangible things. Thank goodness for air conditioning (laughs) and for Novocaine. But if the tangible world is our only focus, we miss out on so much of the wonderful mysteries of life. You've probably heard Albert Einstein's famous comment about mystery. Einstein said that the person who has lost the capacity to stand in awe in the face of mystery is as good as dead. Jesus didn't want the disciples to be dead. He wanted them to be alive. To be alive with the vitality of children. To keep their eyes open, their ears open, their minds open, their hearts open. To quit worrying about status. Jesus understood that wisdom is cumulative. It builds on itself. One discovery leads to even bigger and more important discovery. If the disciples were wise enough to remain open to mystery, that openness to mystery would keep making them wiser and wiser and wiser still. And if they became wise enough, they would understand what it meant to be a disciple. If they became wise enough, they would understand what it means to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Amen.